0: We're back. (laughs) Uh, We've had a little bit of an absence uh, because Jenny was doing a whole lot of research to sort of get us as much information as possible on the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Edgar James Cheesewright? I'm Edgar J. Cheesewright. Just J? Yes, I'm
1: not... The J, is the J is there. <laughs> something.
0: Um, so anyway, today, and this is kind of where this episode is going to end up going. There's only so much information that's available, but we're going to bring you any and all information that is readily available about
1: Cheese Right today. Um, and uh, so here we go. Well, you're talking about a man whose history was literally erased, and so it's difficult. It's been difficult to piece together his life and um, find his work and his eyes and his artistic eye because of that very very thorough erasing of history that happened to poor Edgar J. Cheese but it's possible to do um it's possible to do with some digging and some microfilm work and then number one as a fellow artist it's possible to do by by taking a deep look at his work which i know very well from living and working in his building for five years now, I have come to every day a deeper appreciation of the artistry of this great, great, great artist of the 1920s of the arts and crafts movement. So, um, I would, it's a, it's very exciting to me to be able to piece this together like a puzzle, like Mm -hmm. a mystery, like detective work. Um, I've made site visits to two of his most famous projects. Um, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel and Greystone Mansion. Nice. Which we will talk about today.
0: Yeah, and the this erasure is like we've been hinting at this like
1: <laughs>
0: sort of more nefarious component of the Cheese Wright Studios building throughout each episode and we're gonna get to that uh pretty much at the end. Okay. We're kind of we're kinda of mm-hmm. gonna, you know, saving the mm-hmm. the most nefarious for last, if you will. Um, so, yeah, so so let's do it. We can start with, um, I believe we're going to start with Greystone Mansion.
1: Oh, well, Greystone Mansion is... Or,
0: or wait, wait before mm-hmm. we do that, I apologize.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fine. Can, can we... Do
0: you have any sort of history on him at all whatsoever oh. in terms of, like, birth, you know, children, whatever?
1: Well, he was born in England um, in the late um, 1800s. He was... He came... He had interior architecture and interior design in his blood he came from a family that had gone back centuries in interior design his first job was at gillows of london which started in 1695 they were um they they, that's what they did was interior architecture and they were also a woodworking firm Mm -hmm. and they were so famous and so well known uh, Chippendale used them to manufacture their furniture. They, they were the best in interior woodworking. When you think about beautiful old interiors, a main, main component of them is the woodworking. The staircases, the walls, the paneling, the doors, the windows, it all needed to be built. And one of Cheeseride's greatest assets was that he had come from a foundation, not only in choosing furnishings, draperies, rugs, but in the actual building of beautiful interiors with an intimate knowledge of woodworking So um, an interesting part of Gillow's history is that they had been for many years involved in trade in shipping out furniture to different parts of the world in um, having wood shipped to them back to England so the part of the mural which was so, the whole left panel was about shipping and trading. Well, that mm. was tied into Chief Wright's own history and was part of probably part of the reason he was he found it so fascinating.
0: And w- around what time did he make his way to the United States?
1: He came to America in um, 1909. Where did he, did he go? Like he Ellis started, Island kind of? St- no, I'm not sure about that. But he, I know he maybe he got a work permit because he started mm. working at a firm in New York. Uh. Uh, he did not stay there long he went to the midwest and lived in st louis for a time and that's where he met his wife she was actually a widow with two children who he adopted and pretty it wasn't long after that he came to la apparently when he first came to america he had his sights set on california Mm. um you have to remember at the day everyone who was anyone in the design movement was gravitating towards la europe was in an upheaval um world war ii world war one before that had put europe on edge Mm -hmm. and um all of the more stable business and the exciting new building was being done in la and that's something even la hasn't really gotten through its head how important it was as an arts and crafts center arts and crafts movement is beloved you know people know about stickley well, actually, the period in history that it lasted was very short. It did not last long because of those wars, but where the money was, where the, where the taste was, where the excitement was to try something new, um, and Arts and Crafts was a new movement. It moved away from Victorian, moved away from Edwardian. It was a whole new way of thinking about building. And that was in L.A. It was in Pasadena, specifically. What? Pasadena was one of the three, the three international centers of the arts and crafts movement.
0: So the, uh, what is it called, like the Center for Design in Pasadena, that's, is that pretty old or or was that kind of born out of that movement Um, maybe? You mean the one,
1: the L.A. Design Center?
0: Pasadena has a design center as well. Oh, the school. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm not sure. No, that was later.
0: Oh, later, okay. Yes, yes but that's fascinating. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when cheese ride came to California, he came to Pasadena.
1: He started in LA, but he pretty quickly came to pass. He came to Pasadena in 1918 Mm -hmm. and he had a, he had a storefront, which he immediately had, um, he, he loved, love, love, um, whimsical architecture. So that his initial storefront was designed in the Tudor style. Mm. And, uh, yeah,
0: I was going to say when, yeah. when I first walked into the building it was very sort of like um what do you call it um down the rabbit hole you know <laughs> Alice in Wonderland yeah. kind of a feel but not as like warped.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, he I all the projects he did for himself for his own business were not just any storefront, any building, every single one of them was designed to look like something in history. Mm. So he started with a tutor, he immediately had to rent extra space because of his knowledge in woodworking was in high demand because these interiors were so large, they involved so much woodworking and building. So he immediately started to think, "Wow, I need something bigger. And that's when he started conceptualizing his studios building, which, as I talked about in the past episode, took many years of planning. Mm-hmm. And it was a conceptual work of art in every single way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he moves to L.A., then
0: Pasadena settles in, uh, begins planning out the studios building, mm-hmm. and then... His dream sort of is, is realized. Yes. He moves into the studios built. Now and he didn't. He didn't build in, mm-hmm. that building. He moved into that building. Is that correct? No,
1: he built it from the ground up.
0: Okay, with mm-hmm. obviously with an architect. Yes, being yes. that he's interior, so an yes, exterior. Yes, Louis
1: Dupont, sc- uh, um, Irish architect. So, so the the Wright Studios building was built from scratch. Yeah, from the ground up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Every okay. brick was planned uh, the flagstone the um interior the, i've the walls which were hollow to hold early phone lines he worked with the bell company mm-hmm. it was uh, the first building in pasadena that had uh, phone lines run right i remember
0: line. we we mm-hmm. we talked about that mm-hmm. in the last episode okay cool so then it, it's he's pretty much realizing the american dream he at was this particular.
1: it but all he was working very hard too because yeah. he was in demand he was number one, he was getting his phone was ringing off the hook or telegram maybe <laughs> before the phone. And he was working hard on projects. Uh, Greystone Mansion, which we're going to talk about now was 40,000 square feet. All those interiors are Chiefs Wrights Works and he was also furnishing it. So that mm-hmm. was a big project. I'm pretty certain that's how he got the money. To build his studios building because it was such a big project Got but he had others it. that wasn't the only one simultaneously is working on the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel which we'll talk about too cool well let's get <laughs> to it let's let's get into the Greystone Mansion world well this you know Greystone Mansion is just legendary they filmed so many films there most people when they have an idea of it just from seeing the films that in the back of their mind, they're like, wow, that's cool, and that was Greystone Mansion. This picture here. Um, well, before we do that, mm-hmm. it's it's located in Pasadena.
0: It's in Beverly Hills. It's in Beverly yes, Hills. Yes. <laughs> I'm so good on my um, geography. <laughs> okay. so, so the Greystone <laughs> Mansion is in Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. it was interior architected by Cheese Wright. Mm-hmm. And do you know what year that was by any chance? It,
1: ha- um, it had to be um, in the 1920s. I don't know okay. the exact founding year. I'm Got sure it. I could find that out, but it was in the 20s already. Cool. All mm-hmm. right.
0: So, so now we're, we can get into the details of this gorgeous, gorgeous, expansive building.
1: Well, this picture here shows this beautiful um, influential checkerboard floor. Um, it always has a very art deco look, the, the strong contrast of the black and white. Uh, nobody You have to remember, nobody had done a flooring like this before Cheese right. And he's so innovative. He's such an artist. The patterns change. The pattern on the left is different than mm-hmm. the pattern on the white. But mm-hmm. they're both very, very bold graphically. Mm-hmm. Um, this was for the Doheny's. This was for Ned Doheny. The son of Dohenia was, at the time, the richest man in LA. So he had the money. He had the uh, willingness to hire someone willing, obviously, to do some exper- experimentation design-wise, mm. which he did do with this building. And this was his gift to his son and his new wife and their young family. Nice. This is the fireplace, one of the fireplaces in the main dining hall. Um, what to me was so interesting about is right above the fireplace is a permanent mural Um, again just like in his studios building Cheese Wright always loved to have embedded into the design artwork it wasn't just like he bought paintings to hang on the walls he had mural work done on site permanent mural work that was incorporated as a part of his design. look at this thing you've got the beautiful woodworking with the hand carving which he he had all the craftsmen working for him that knew how to do this level of hand carving this level of woodworking and then a beautiful painting right in the center of it that's a mural that's a permanent part of that fireplace design
0: amazing beautiful
1: this is the one of the, the big window in that main room. It looks like it's about 20 feet high and the ceiling itself is about 25, 30 feet high, a magnificent lead glass window. Cheese Wright was a master of window design and I know that from working in his studios building where those windows are just gorgeous. They let in fantastic natural light. No one needs a flash at all ever during the day. (laughs) They're high, they're lead glass, and they're just stunningly beautiful. He obviously loved windows. Um, And this was a difference from, remember, one one criticism of arts and crafts, and it's valid, which I know from growing up in Pasadena, where they had um, the buildings, is they're so dark. Frank Lloyd Wright's houses were known to be dark. The windows are small. Mm. Cheese was not into that. Every um, building he's designed that I've seen has high ceilings, high windows. Like I said, you just don't need a flash all day long. There's gorgeous natural light pouring in. And the design of the window itself is just a gorgeous thing to look at. Yes.
0: I mean, I could photograph just
1: the reflection forever.
0: So I love beautiful. that when
1: reflections come in from the window under the floor. Oh, now this is the top of that same gorgeous window that's 20 feet high. The ceiling is a pitched ceiling. It's a beam ceiling. Just like in the grand room of this Cheese Wright Studios building, every important project Cheese Wright did had a beam ceiling. He loved, loved, loved beam ceilings. Greystone has a gorgeous one with the pitch you can see it has the wood carving incorporated into it. A chandelier. He always had a gorgeous uh, chandelier, centerpiece in, mm. in his main rooms. That's the original chandelier right there. Just The room is just, you walk in, you're like, whoa, my <laughs> God. It's, it's so grand, it's, it's magnificent. And it's, it's lasted that beauty. It doesn't look dated. It looks just beautiful. <laughs> There, there it is in better light um, again he's got the wood carving um, he obviously convinced Doheny to use a lot of craftsmen he had 10 full-time wood carvers working with him on the project and they carved the staircase and they carved this work on the ceiling this is an interesting aspect of cheese wright's designs which i will discuss you see this in the hollywood roosevelt hotel and at Greystone. he does this level thing Where you walk into the main room and there's the room and then there's a balcony with a different level overlooking the main lobby Mm. he did that uh, in Greystone and he did it again at the Hollywood Rose Hotel Mm. and here it's done at Greystone it's such a cool thing to do instead of just walking into a box Mm -hmm. with a high ceiling you're able to walk up to another level of that room look out on it it's it's just a great 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 design mm-hmm. um, element it's so arches. intricate i mean it's my goodness so that intricate. would work here we have arches 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 again which i've said is one of cheese Wright's signatures mm-hmm. arches he loved arches there's arches all over every building he's done including his own here we have them here but here there's the additional element because you know of the, the, the money involved and the you know the quality that Doheny wanted of the wood hand carving. It's mm, all okay. hand carving. Well, that's why Cheese Rights is a master of the arts and crafts movement and that's a big reason why this this um just to again mention the importance of this podcast we're talking about one of the greats one of the capital DAG greats of the arts and crafts movement who's not known Mm -hmm. i mean here's a movement that's so popular so beloved there's Mm -hmm. like stacks and stacks of books on it people love these well this guy he was one of the greatest and it's way 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 past time that he's recognized for how good he was at it and important.
0: And I feel like as far as like Andrew Lloyd Wright is concerned, there's a lot of, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. thank you, Frank Mm -hmm. Lloyd Wright. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Lloyd Wright, the Greens, which, you know. But but I feel
0: like his story is not so like clean either. You know what I mean? Like
1: there's a lot of just
0: shady stuff that went on, but for some reason... We all are well, well, well familiar of him and his work, and we are not familiar. I think
1: Frank Lloyd Wright, just from reading his writing and all, he was a, quite a character. He, he spoke very well. He was, um he made himself a legend. Mm. He was a big It was arrogant, good at, like, branding himself. Which was okay, you know, because some of his work is just amazing. Like, yeah. I've seen it in New York. I've seen it in Pasadena. Pasadena has Gorgeous, frankly. Sure, work.
0: all over. But she's
1: right. I think part of the thing. First of all, his studio's building. Remember, and the front was showrooms and shop, and the back was a wood shop. He was hands-on. He was mm-hmm. in that wood shop, going over plans. He knew all the tools. He came from a firm in London that was mainly a wood shop. He was hands-on. He probably, he could talk, I'm sure. He could talk with the clients. You're saying he didn't have time to because he, he was working. didn't have time yeah, yeah, to yeah. make a legend of himself. Mm. He was too busy working. Isn't that interesting? All right, <laughs> yeah. right on. Right but on. because he was so knowledgeable and so talented, that's why it's such a joy just to look at his work. Look mm-hmm. at that ceiling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Oh the floor again here I was mentioning the two different patterns I mean any normal designer would say side. oh my god the black and white so cool let's just put the whole thing right. no that wasn't enough he had to do diff- he had to bring in a different element there and that is so cool and so beautiful and part of the reasons Greystone, one of its functions has been a design showcase. Every interior designer that walks in there is just like, oh, oh, the floor. And that's been copied. That's been copied all over Hollywood, all over Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I was mm-hmm. at the Oviat years ago in mm-hmm. downtown, and this is very reminiscent mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, and but I swear they
1: probably saw it. There you it first. go. This would be mm-hmm. the original of that.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: This is in Greystone Mansion. Um, This is some beautiful hand-stenciled wallpaper he used in one of the upstairs. Um, I think that's in a bathroom. Look how pretty that is. And remember, his studio building had um, on staff hand stencilers who would do this beautiful work that he would then import uh, again a wallpaper like the wallpaper mural we've talked about in the hall this is some more of cheese right's excellent taste and his, you know, appreciation of artists. Look how pretty that is. And do you think that this gets restored every <laughs> well, once in a while? Well, they're pretty... The that's one thing you can say for Greystone Mansion. They've got a Friends of Greystone who are very much in, on top of the restoration. We need a Friends of Cheeseride <laughs> Studios <laughs> we building. We need it so badly. God. <laughs> so badly.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it look everything looks so... Um, they take care cool. of it. Yeah. I mean, they take care of well it they love it.
1: It's a lot of retirees who just appreciate the beauty, but they also make a lot of money there from filming.
0: Oh. that They
1: are filming at Greystone Mansion almost year-round, so they're able to parlay that income mm-hmm. into restoration. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we need to either get mm-hmm. films happening at the yeah. Cheese Wright Studios building or some kind of...
1: Like it needs, patron. It needs it needs the same level of care, obviously. First of all them this is lovely, beautiful. I, I can't say anything wrong about it, but it doesn't have a one of the most important co- Important historical artworks like that mural is. Of course. That mural is way more than just an artwork. Right. That is an. Im- that is a visionary yeah, it's more work. more w- way more than
0: decoration.
1: It's visionary, right. and it's about our history. Oh, that's There's one nice. of the little white roses. The detail, nice detail work mm-hmm. of that beautiful hand stenciling. He. It was stenciling because mm. um, the idea was that it could be reproduced. It could be done elsewhere if someone else wanted. And look at, again, I was talking in the last episode about how he and his wallpaper artist, Chad personally chose the colors for the mural in the building. Look at the color, I mean, the little yellow. Mm -hmm. it's not brown, it's gray, which is better. It's almost like an overcast day because of the light. And that just makes it that much prettier.
0: Yeah, you're right. This would be a totally different feel if it was that, like, if it sort was of crap brown. Yeah, brown branch, bright
1: green leaves. Right. Model. This is on a whole never-love. Sure. Level. Someone was a painter who chose this, these colors. They understood color.
0: That's so nice. This is
1: some of the beautiful woodworking done in the kitchen, on the cabinet doors. Everything had to be great, and even the kitchen. Look at those kitchen doors, they're just so beautiful. awesome. Glass, you can see what's inside them, so practical. How many times in your kitchen do you have to open the cabinet to find something? Well, yes, here you can see it. Yes. You know? Great, great cabinet design. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. I love Again, that color copied. Too. Copied mm-hmm. many times. This is one of those deep windows which I've come to appreciate every single day because we have one in the grand room. He would do a deep window with leaded glass, and it, it put it, the light comes in, the beautiful reflections come mm-hmm. onto the floor. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. It's such a pretty thing to, to make a deep window like that. Cheese Wright did that all the time. I've seen it many times used in his, his uh, studio's building. On the right is a built-in shelf he he loved building the thing with Chase, right when you hired him you weren't just getting a guy who would like ship furniture into your room he was designing the room from scratch he was using his knowledge which went back to 1695 of interior woodworking to create a space that had these beautiful Mm (laughs) built-ins Uh, more of the beautiful hand stenciled wallpaper this is in um, Mrs. Doheny's um, changing room dressing room look at that this is inside her closet this is all the closets and cabinets have this cute cute design and it's a little more it's more fun yeah look at how fun it is the um, the ribbons and the flowers beautiful artwork you could put that in a frame itself again he had a staff that did this and again the color
0: the color choices are just so so beautiful so not obvious
1: yeah it's not obvious look at that shade of pink Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a magenta it's a gorgeous rose light rose he's got the lavender the pink couldn't be prettier. Couldn't be prettier. But you're right. There's a lot of shade, like yeah. use of, of shade yeah. and shading. That's yeah. so beautiful. Definitely it's like it adds type. an
0: extra. It's almost like all of his stuff is layered in mm, one way exactly, or another.
1: Exactly. It's layered. And look at the ribbon. I mean, as a painter myself and I draw, look at how the ribbon goes in and out, in and out. That's giving it a depth. That's mm-hmm. not flat. That ribbon has a dimensionality to it that only can be done by a, with a painter's eye
0: mm-hmm. and technique
1: that is a gorgeous gorgeous piece of work right there yes there it is again you see how it was used in the shelving as a background um, to just make it that much prettier now, is this
0: drawn on or is this wallpaper? This is
1: wallpaper. Okay. It was so interesting to me to go to Greystown to see how many times he used beautiful hand-stenciled um, wallpaper, mm-hmm. considering how much I love that hand-stenciled mural mm. or, um, or a woodblock print mural in his building. Um, that was one of his expertise, was wallpaper. He had a wallpaper artist that was mentioned in the Star News article, but he also had, which w- had one picture in that article, of a staff of artists, women, which you know, went, gave was giving women jobs at the time, who were doing this beautiful work. Nice. Handwork. Love that. There's oh, that's a, nice. That's backing up. See, he had the, the drawers, which would hold, you know, socks, whatever. And then on top of that, um, oh my God. Isn't that a cute, that's a closet. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's just a closet, but it's so special. It's a dream
1: closet, right? There. Yeah. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty. This whole dressing room is just so cute. So I also pretty. love the
0: windows on top. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. every opportunity to use Letting the light.
1: light. And that's a big, big difference. I mean, I grew up in Pasadena. I lived on a street that right around the corner had a whole row of those famous um, what do they call craftsmen's homes. Mm-hmm. They're real pretty from the outside, but I was young enough to be able to see them when they were kind of dilapidated. They were not the greatest, coolest things to go into. You'd They're walk very into very dark. Them. It was
0: dark. <laughs> Ca- cavernous. It was
1: cavernous. It was dark. They were dilapidated at the time, so it was a bit scary. It was <laughs> cre- <laughs> creepy. Any cheese right design, no matter how dilapidated, would never be scary mm. because you got the light pouring in. You've got the reflections of the lead glass on mm-hmm. the window. You've got the cheery painting. Mm-hmm. He knew how to make interiors livable and bright. Oh my god, this is that lobby that's so famous. I like seeing it. I think this is my photograph. I love yes. seeing it in black and white um, because yeah. um, it doesn't distract then by the, by the whole by the whole of it. Here we've got one of his gorgeous lead glass windows, super tall. You've got the staircase. It has the black marble on the f- face and on the top, you've got the black and white. Well, you want to talk about a cool staircase and then he has a hand carved railing again which used his ten woodworkers hand carving that railing this is the main door here it's got the um, signature design on top it's got wrought iron work which in his studio is building along with a state-of-the-art cabinet shop he had a wrought iron shop there is that beautiful top portico on the top with that design which has been filmed a million times and it's it's so stately so you walk into that room and when you first walk in it's a you see you got a staircase going down there's arches to leading out to the front porch and then you've got that level thing going on mm. so you got the balcony you've got so you got a staircase on the right a staircase on the left going up to that balcony you could almost hear <laughs> There should be like a soundtrack dun, for dun, walking dun. into the, that building. It's so dramatic. Mm. He's such a master of dramatic architecture. <laughs> He's a drama
0: queen. <laughs> He's very, dramatic. Very well done.
1: Again, beautiful deep windows, which I just love with a window seat. There, the wood, the panel working around, the lead glass. Um, again, Cheese right was imitated This is actually the kitchen staircase But ah, look how pretty it is yeah. He's got stonework Instead of the... Um, you know, the, the more expensive tile, but still gorgeous. Again, he was he loved floor. He knew flooring, too. That's why I keep saying people have to understand how neglected Cheese Right has been. Cheese was the guy who called because you didn't have to hire a floor guy. You didn't have to hire a door guy. You didn't have to hire mm. a window guy. You didn't have to hire a ceiling guy. He did it all. He did the manufacturing that's part of the reason probably was so busy and didn't have time to make a legend of himself like Frank Lloyd Wright with interviewers because he was so Mm hands-on again a beautiful more simple but in its simplicity it's beautiful railing a chandelier he didn't let the servants down I was them a beautiful thing to um, enjoy as well
0: But there is a marked difference between the servant and the non servant quarters. Yes, but this actually
1: on the tours has become so popular because it's so beautiful and it's minimalism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the ceiling above that staircase we were just looking at. Oh, (laughs) whoa! Look at that! It's um, a pitched beam ceiling it's very interesting because in that main ground room he also had a pitch ceiling but here for the servant staircase he does another pitch ceiling with the more natural wood and mm-hmm. the bare beams well again when we're ta- i always said That's about cheese so right he was on the cusp between edwardian design and arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. he loved both he knew both his own past including his grandfather who was the most famous decorator in london had gone new Edwardian design like the back of his hand, but he was younger. He was heading forward. He was moving in arts and crafts, and everything about him is is shown in this beautiful uh, ceiling of that staircase. Also, his sun motif. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in his mm-hmm. building. He loved the sun, and he had a sun motif right in the front lobby oh my doors, God, that's which we so will true. see. Here's his sun again on that ceiling. And he's humble enough to give that most beautiful part to the servants. It's so beautiful. Because yeah, I so. remember when
0: we were doing the episode of the Cheese Rite Studios mm-hmm. building, there were so many instances where you're pointing out of here's a sun
1: a sun
0: esque, here's a sun esque, like with the wood, with the wrought iron,
1: with all that's of these different of, ways. That's his, I would say the sun and hearts are his main motif. Right. Sun and love. And he harnessed mm-hmm. that light. In every window. Amazing. That's why Cheese was way, 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 way above average in terms of an artist. And he was an artist through and through. He was an interior architect. He was an, you know, and look at that stair, a curved staircase, very similar in its curve to the one in the building, which we have pictures of. Mm Right, that's right. There it goes around. This is the, in the billiards room, this is again, he put in a beam ceiling. A deep window but this one gets almost like um, you know how in the um, cabinet of Dr. Caligari those great art deco film masterpieces which is interesting because there was also a film room in this building but see how it starts to slant at odd angles yeah. you've got the angle down here and you've got the angle of the ceiling mm-hmm. it's cool <laughs> that's why it's so contemporary that's not no, an in ordinary window. That's kind of cool with the angles going off. Then he's yeah, you moving here. you got one here, here. Yeah, it could definitely be a fantastic art deco set, and I'm sure it has been in some movies. But again, beautiful, 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 beautiful beam ceiling. And I the, love that this is mm, a little bit
0: more green shaded, but still bare, yeah, or barren, I guess. Yeah, it's more
1: bare because, you know, the billiards room was a place more for people to smoke mm-hmm. and drink and mm-hmm. play billiards, but... Um, That's why I'm so excited to be honored enough to be able to bring back this master of the arts and craft era. And um, part of the reason was his own background and, and intimate knowledge of woodworking, but also that creative eye. Mm-hmm. That is a great, I love that window, that's and so I beautiful. actually told the Greystone Mansion people, I said, for all this place has been photographed, I do not see enough photographs of these windows. Mm-hmm. The windows are magnificent. They, oh, yes, they are. They, they know because they're there yeah. every day, too, like I am. Oh, another billiards room window. You've got a pitch ceiling. You've got the beams. You've got the more bare look. You've got some kind of stenciling here yeah. on the wall. It's cool. It's beautiful. It's pitched. Yeah. It's just a beautiful interior. Lead glass windows, deep windows. You've that's got the paneled so wall. So you've got the, probably the beautiful wood. Look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's another. Yeah, angle right more here. stenciling. He would. He'd like stenciling, and he would use that. And um, that's one of the reasons I have suspected he was involved with Hearst Castle interiors, which we're not talk- we're not, we don't have pictures of, because there was also quite a bit of stenciling on the beams there. Mm. But that is not, again, not known, not talked about, but here and in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, he would, for that extra design element, he would stencil, he would use quite a bit of stenciling. This is the Madeline Garden, um, now um, the original grand room. Um, with a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, lead glass window, which I appreciate every single day. It's Mm -hmm. deep, very much like the one we just saw. It's got the lead glass, it's got the beam ceiling. So he, in his own building, he kind of took all the elements that he loved and his customers loved and put it, made one for himself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the tea room, which has beautiful French doors. The whole building is surrounding an atrium and on either side are French doors. There's French doors in the tea room, French room doors in the VIP room and every afternoon. They let in these beautiful light patterns that I photograph every time I see them. I mean, They're I don't, so I would pretty. be there all day long. They're so pretty and that's the joy of having a beautiful window face the right way which i'm sure was planned of course because he knew what he was doing to let in those beautiful lights this is the window in the what's now the kiss bistro Um, when it was built it was one of his shops again look at the charm he's got the lead glass he's got the little um diamonds on top this was a, sh- these were show windows. And,
0: and we're bringing, um, we're bringing these images back, even though we've already talked about the building, but we're bringing them back as a co- sort of a comparison yeah, of, of his.
1: Because remember, Cheese has oh. been lost to history. Right. So we're kind of saying, um, excuse me, look at this. These elements are this, are obviously by the same eye. Mm-hmm. It's to help bring back his work and to show what his style was. When you look more, at simple language. This was his style. Mm-hmm. Beautiful windows, lead glass, beam ceilings, arches, sun motif, heart that's cheese right. Right, right there.
0: Right. And so mm-hmm. when you look at like the the records for Greystone Mansion and the Roosevelt Hotel, is he mentioned as... I
1: was not happy at the Greystone Mansion tour. They had a gift shop, and they had a book on the guy who did the exterior, and nothing. They weren't even mentioning Jesus <laughs> I right. don't understand. That, that's a... That just... Yeah, that's not right. First of all, they, if they'd done a little research, they could have, you know, figured it out. Because there was one art, one letter to the editor published by his son in two thousand three, saying, um, "Excuse me, this article's on Greystone Mansion. You're not talking about, you know, my father, my stepfather, who uh, designed it all." So, um, but they don't mention him. They said. I'm going to write something for their newsletter, which will hope, and hopefully yeah. this podcast will hope bring it back.
0: Yes, and but, then and is that the same for the Roosevelt as well? The
1: Roosevelt as well, they you know I talked to them. I said because um, there you can they mention him if you look up the history, they say he built it, but they don't talk about him. They don't mention him. They uh, have not been friendly in terms with me trying to look, say, look guys, you need to give more credit to Mm -hmm. the the man who did this fabulous interior where the first Oscars were filmed. Again, you're talking, his interiors were so beautiful they've been used throughout the years since his death in many different ways and the people are just reaping the benefit of this artist, this great artist. Yes, and he's uh-huh. not at all getting the not, credit yeah, that they he don't deserves. Name him. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm. hmm. And uh, no, they have not been friendly or helpful in uh, getting his credit restored, which I hope will change. Yes. <laughs> this is another beautiful window um, from an upstairs bedroom. This was interesting to me because of the shutters. As you know, and his studio's building has the uh, New Orleans look, the colonial. French colonial design and um, there they are, the shutters on the windows, which he was building his, the plans for his building, which took 10 years to plan, were simultaneous with Greystone Mansion. So he's thinking the same thoughts. So this is why it was interesting to me, he's got the shutters. And look what a cute uh, window that is. So in the upstairs bedroom, the shutters were functional, too. Uh You're in a bedroom. You want to shut out the light sometimes, sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) Or let it all in. Yeah. I I love the options. Yeah, you have the option. Take a nap during the day. You know, on a hot LA day, you'd probably want them closed. This was pre-air conditioning. So the darker, the better when it gets hot. And those shutters were very efficient about, again, he was a good engineer. Mm-hmm. I've talked about the way his studio's building was engineered. It's like These the most... beautifully engineered to keep out the sun when uh, you want yeah. it out, when it's like 100 degrees out. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was thinking. It's like mm-hmm. the mo- some of
0: the most beautiful, functional
1: mm-hmm.
0: art, right, really. Right. I mean, because a lot of the times when you have so much beauty, it is like it's not as functional yeah right like it, it has to sort of decide whether it's beautiful totally, or functional yeah. and i feel like so much of his designs are kind of both and that's yes. really
1: really cool and that cool. was the big asset he gave to his clients and that's why he was so popular that's why he got so much work because his clients would say my god once he was done they say not only does it look great it's working right and that's why you i mean sing. down to
0: the yeah. to the wall the hollow walls mm-hmm. where even today in the Cheesewright Studios buildings, you can insert like fiber optics. Yeah. Because he made it yeah. available. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Another beautiful Greystone Mansion, leaded glass window um, in an upstairs bedroom. Um, beautiful floor. So
0: right now, when you go into the Greystone Mansion, it's essentially empty. Like no, it's just a tourist destination. It's
1: empty. One of the rooms, a bedroom. The Doheny family had in storage and they gave donated so it shows the original furnishings because um, Ned Doheny um, in another element of the story Ned Doheny was killed by his butler less than a year after the project they just moved in whoa I I don't know anything about the Doheny's yeah it's a dark history of Greystone Mansion had he had a butler he'd had with him for years who was had some problems they knew he was a bit disturbed anyway he shoots him and, and does a and then shoots himself wow. in the downstairs bedroom less than one year after it was i wonder built. if he was like in love so with Doheny or something. it could have been that's been right? been suspected um they don't know why he would do something that awful but he did it And it was a murder suicide wow and um so he was dead less than a year he finally moves in to this mansion she stayed and um she kept the original furnishings and then eventually she had it all redecorated maybe to take the memory away or whatever she had a got a new husband she kept the you know the the place she lived in the place Uh yeah and the doheny family had put into storage one of the original bedroom furnishings which they returned and are on the tour, mm-hmm. 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 so you can see what they look like. Again, we have Malanga. This is again one of my favorite Comparing, doors in yeah. the whole place. This is the doorway out to the atrium. You see that sun motif. It's just like the we saw on the ceiling of gray stone on the stairway. There is a beautiful sun motif on the doorway. This story has the doors. It has a transom, the round window, the staircase leading upstairs, and it's just beautiful it and again it lets in cool light there's light the light moves throughout light, the day right there's light shadows thrown on the floor mm-hmm. which I many times photograph every time of day and that <laughs> sun motif it's it's a visionary it's a very cool thing that doorway leading out to the sunny areas uh-huh. it's all about the sun yes and and um my boss, who did the latest interior decoration, was, was very in tune with Right Just as an artist, she put a sun fountain out on the atrium, so the atrium is right. all about sun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice that
0: she has been keeping. She's been respecting the space. big Oh yes,
1: yeah. and she had a, She has very. She's very New Agey. herself so very intuitive, and she just kind of summoned Right and <laughs> she got it many times. She did get it. What nice. This is doorways from, this is in the VIP room, the other side of the atrium. Um, Those beautiful light panes on that lead glass, uh, that French door, lighting in the light um, reflected on the flooring like you see in Greystone Mansion. It's the same eye, it's the same designer, it's the same guy who knew how to use doorway and window light to make a space just that more beautiful. You could take every piece of furniture out this and this—it's furnished. This is set up for a wedding we actually had. Mm. Um, they chose this decor and color scheme. You see, there's a crystal ball. <laughs> they were so cool. They dressed up in old-fashioned clothes. Like um, he had a scabbard and all. Really cool couple. But this is the very nice use of the VIP room, um, which we now call it. Um, but it has the beautiful window,
0: and it has you. Let <laughs> me <We> see you. <laughs> nice. That
1: happens a lot. Of taking pictures. Oh my well, there's God, mirrors. <laughs> lots of mirrors. You guys. I'm always there. taking pictures. <laughs> so I'm like, click, click, click. Cute. I had to get a bigger phone because I, uh, it, I filled the memory. With pictures, I ah. got a huge, I recently had to, even as many pictures as my phone hold, I had to like start buying iCloud storage because I keep taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I would do, I completely understand. And of course I can't throw any of them away. No, of course
0: off. not. Well, I feel like the sun alone changes the images <laughs> yeah, every time. It
1: does, and I'm glad for it because this, you know, it's magical moments you can capture. Really. yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's timeless, you know. Nineteen twenty seven that window looked just like that. now its picture was taken, you know, last year. It it it's a it's a cool continuum yes. of photography can do of time. It's yeah. definitely like a time machine. It,
0: um <laughs> all right, so then we're gonna um, jump over to the Roosevelt
1: okay. Hotel.
0: And so I mean all of this should look very familiar, like the themes will sort of reiterate yes, themselves. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. This is the beautiful lobby of the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which, thank God, has not been over-renovated. It still looks pretty much like it did when Cheese right built it in the early 20s. There is a fountain in the center, which you know, we didn't show in the picture, but Greystone Mansion also has a fountain in the lobby. Mm. You've got the beam ceilings. Here he used cool stenciling. He has stenciling all over that ceiling, and it's one of the most beautiful ceilings
0: so beautiful. I've ever seen. It
1: looks a lot like Hearst Castle, um, but even mm. better. The you know because right had that great eye, and look at that gorgeous ceiling. Uh, very high again. That element I was talking about about the levels. You walk in the oh, lobby, yeah. okay, and yeah, you're on the lobby, but then there's a level. There's a balcony and that thing goes all the way around, with openings in it to look down onto the main area. The main area has arches surrounding it. The second lobby, just like in Greystone, has the rectangular openings, and it's cool up there. You walk up there, first of all, you're closer to that beautiful ceiling and chandelier, (laughs) and then you're looking down on the lobby, it's just a great, great, great design element that she's right was uh, smart enough and talented enough to use.
0: And we can't really make it out here so much, but what does what the, f- the tile kind of look like?
1: It's a beautiful, again, stone flooring, mm-hmm. you know, um, which he had had put in, a very Italian-esque. Um, I think the design for the Roosevelt was Perhaps by the client requester also sure, the style it sure. was very popular in Hollywood at that time. Greystone, um, Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel is on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. It's almost directly across from Graumans Chinese. Mm-hmm. So it's such a cool place. It's a cool area. I love I like Hollywood. Well specifically
0: Boulevard. Roosevelt is mm-hmm. on Highland. Yeah. Right? And it's then it's right, right before that intersection yeah. of the quintessential Hollywood it, it totally that is. people come yeah. to see.
1: Yeah, so there's an Italian feel that yeah, he it's like Mediterranean a little mm-hmm. bit. Remember, she's right. When Gillow's of London, they did, they did furniture in the Italian style. So he was very familiar with not just a French style, but with Italian style. Mm. And it was mentioned in the Star News article that one of his storefronts sold Italian, you know, esque furniture. So this has a more Italian. Feel. So it has kind of a reddish brown terracotta right. floor. Beautiful. That's what I was thinking, terracotta. Mm-hmm. Right. It's terracotta with the arches, the fountain, the ceiling. Wow. <laughs> hmm This is another view. You've got those uh, almost Romanesque arches here. This is when you, look at, see here, you can see the floor. It's patterned. Yes. Like he would do. Yeah. More subtle, but beautiful patterned. This is when, um, there's, there's two different entrances to, um, Hollywood Roosevelt. Here on the left that's the entrance from I guess it's Highland you were saying? Mm-hmm. The, the side street. And then this is the entrance from Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and you've got this cool flooring, you've got these arches. It's a long hall. I think we have a picture of it coming up. And then on the left is that lobby. That and then there's two different, different, different floors again. Yep. yep two different designs. And the arches you know, as the as the medium between them, exactly like that was done in Greystone Mansion. Right. Look at that cool light fixture. <gasps> mm-hmm. See, he knew he knew all the styles. He knew Italian. He knew French. He knew Art Deco. And Hollywood, of course, is known for how much it loved Art Deco. There were an Art Deco interior for films. Um, Art Deco interior. Art Deco. You kind of think as the Hollywood design style. So Absolutely. Well, here we probably had the guy who probably brought it there. That See, I'm is saying, unbelievable. And that's not known. It's like, how can that not be known? No, you it's think not Frank Lloyd, known.
0: right? You just think Frank Lloyd, like, no. you don't
1: he was mm-hmm. not involved, not in Hollywood, almost at all. I um, he did, does have a gorgeous house in Pasadena, but it's very, very different. Who did,
0: was there somebody, I don't know if you know this and mm-hmm. it's fine, but was there somebody that he um, partnered with to do interior design, Frank Lloyd Wright? Because he did exterior, right? Right.
1: Well, he would sometimes, you know, he's known for his furniture design. He oh, okay. sometimes would, if, if the client let him, he would design all the furniture.
0: Got but it. But sometimes
1: they didn't want that, they wanted their own, and then I'm sure he had people he worked with, because he was it. a big firm. Because imagine if,
0: like, the two yeah. of them got together. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: There's the oh, fountain. Oh, so beautiful. Look at that. There's the Another fountain. Another angle. The terracotta, the art, that second level I was talking about. One of them, which is houses this charming, charming, kind of like a wine bar, it's just beautiful Beautiful. Uh, it's so fun to visit and and, Mm -hmm. this is public anyone who's local I highly recommend highly recommend heading out taking the train or over to Hollywood Boulevard and checking out that lobby because you just walk in there you're like oh you want to chill out there for a while and you're welcome to you can sit on these couches and just enjoy have a martini um, or whatever (laughs) again interior design masterpiece of uh, Edgar Cheese Rite. Yeah, it's so, be- yeah, this is Highland. Yeah. That's the, that door to yeah. Highland. and see, look at that, look at that door there. <sighs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just like you, you, you focus on all the details and it's just They're like so a museum, beautiful. every
1: cheese right design, including a studio's building, is like a museum. He didn't let you down ever. He never shirked in any detail. He didn't over detail, but he sure didn't under detail. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've been there 5 years now, and every day I see something new. I was saying you're not or bored. I'm not bored cuz I'm like, "Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that." But every design is like that that the man did. So beautiful. Oh, a close up of that ceiling. With the beautiful stints. and look at the color, the red block—it's so cool. And the green. Look at again—you you don't use color like that unless you're a painter. He had either advice or himself new color. Like look at that shade of red—that's a beautiful dark red. That's a beautiful dark green, and then the black and the cream and the gold it's pretty it's so pretty it's really gorgeous but it's and it, it's it's ornate but it's mm-hmm. not overdone i was going to say the like,
0: colors aren't overdone yeah. the ornate nature yeah. of the stencil is not overdone it's like it's just not tacky right. it's just
1: perfect yeah and that sit chandelier again because you can
0: Charles. go into a real cheese place yeah. with this oh
1: you could you really could but he never crosses that line and look, you have a little, little view of those windows, mm-hmm. which is identical to Greystone because it's the shape. But you've got that cool balcony area, which is so fun to visit. Go up the stairs, look at, look down on the lobby. And like I said, it's a day trip. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend uh, just taking that day trip and enjoy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is um, the grand room. We've got, again, that use of um, which my boss did, Michelle Frost. She hired a team of muralists to paint a mural and our only instructions to them was paint a dream and they did and people have loved that mural ever since and it's incorporated into the space just like Cheese Wright did with the fireplace artwork I was talking about in, in a stone Mansion there is his beam ceiling when this was built I think in another episode we have a picture of the original um he had them bare because again, he, as a typical artist, he was always looking forward, looking forward. So since he wasn't a great of the arts and crafts era, which I will say again, because way, way, way past time he's recognized as that, he had his ceilings bare, the beams bare. Mm. the wood bare, the you know, they were just a brown wood. Yeah she painted this, them blue. Yeah. What was just beautiful. her decision.
0: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Did he have anything to do with Chateau Marmot? you know,
1: on Sunset. No, that was not one of his. Oh, got it. There was a lot of talent in LA at the time. Um, I used to work in the Biltmore Hotel, which was very ornate. And yes. And there's parts of that that have, you know, a similarity, but it's more over the top. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's, Cheese right. never went kind of over the top. He was more modern. I mean, yeah. that black and white flooring, the mm-hmm. stenciling we just saw, he was... He He knew where to stop. He knew where to,
0: like, where art was and where Uh, cheese uh, was.
1: Remember in his studios building, the corner shop, which is so charming, sold um, Mexican pottery. He loved Mexican pottery so much. He actually imported it to sell in Pasadena. Well, this is the staircase at um, the Holly Rosewood Hotel. The facade is tiled with charming Mexican tile. It's so beautiful. It's been beloved. It's been used in many, many homes. And there he's got the uh, darling uh, Mexican tile. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's so like I pretty. want it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want it. Look at how <laughs> the color changes. You go up. You talk about a pretty staircase. That's true. He never repeats the pattern. No. Oh, never. just what? He, here we go. Just the yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chosen. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, and he love love Mexican tile work and oh, pottery a couple times, but mm-hmm. yeah,
0: God, mm-hmm. beautiful, mm-hmm. just beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, this is um, just a cool use of woodworking, and instead of glass, he's got some kind of a netting metal nets there mm. so the um, glasses um, and the bottles show look how pretty that oh is oh my god it's so <laughs> beautiful It sees <it's> so good <laughs> look at that <laughs> oh there's that lobby again with the second level you can see there's stenciling on the level you can go up mm, there yeah. and walk around looking down the floor-to-ceiling curtains
0: this one feels more dark but i wonder if that was like a client request you know that
1: light in there Mm -hmm. um, because there's no maybe they wanted people to come in and not see the street oh yeah because you're talking about a hotel marilyn monroe lived there they would house young actresses there the studios would pay there's some of her cutest pictures are sitting on the um the diving board of the pool Hollywood Roosevelt has a pool that's still oh, a very popular yeah. destination mm-hmm. to go for the pool it's a public thing you can go to but she lived there and they actually guess where they say her ghost is over here that's where it is that's where she's her ghost has most often been seen at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. can we talk at all about mm-hmm. like the sort of more paranormal aspects of all of these buildings you know people have said that she's right building is haunted I would say yes because I have had two or three instances where I've definitely seen and heard ghosts there and I'm extremely skeptical I always try to look up anyone who has ever spent an amount of time there like with the previous owner there the Canterbury Records guy actually had a studio there and another video guy both of them saw ghosts Hmm. a customer came in the other day who had been there when there was a different bar there he had seen a ghost in the grand room he had heard um, children playing and running around. It was like past midnight Ooh. outside the bathroom door, <laughs> which gets a little scary because then, well, later we'll talk about the whole atomic history. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, there's ghosts in every. I mean, sure, uh, Doheny. How could Doheny not be there where he was sure. killed? Sure. <laughs> right, and the butler. Yeah. And the butler. So um, poor Cheeser, I did have a tendency in his buildings to house ghosts, but also maybe it was just the place they that was the most special. Marilyn Monroe, I mean, what a legend. And people have said there's a mirror there in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel where people have said they've looked in the mirror and seen her, which is cool. Was and it always a hotel from beginning? Yeah, it was uh-huh. always a hotel. But they would, you know, house actresses there. And then, like some of the New York hotels, they had full-time residents mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, they got might it. still have that, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's dark, but then since the ceiling is so high, and you've got that second level, even though there aren't windows, it's not dark like a craftsman home. Mm-hmm. They tended to be dark because not only was there little tiny windows, but the ceilings were so low. Mm-hmm. You never ever see a low ceiling in a cheese mm-hmm. design. For a public space, they're always high.
0: Plus it just seems
1: like mm-hmm. he put lights in sort yeah. of wherever, yeah.
0: in a very ornate yeah. way, but and also functional.
1: And it had to be too. Part of the, um, you know, this is all, all of his great work was done pre-air conditioning. So as we know, we've just mm. gone through the summer here, it gets hot and um, part of the use of dark and those shutters is to keep out the sun. I mean, sure. Because yeah, it gets hot here.
0: <laughs> but also the flooring actually reflects yeah. the light back. So yeah. it's, it, it really seems like even though it may have been a request to keep it on a darker side, he still mm-hmm. managed to uh, brighten it up. And that's so beautiful.
1: There's oh, a view. I'm, now I'm taking the picture. I'm upstairs on one of those balconies. And I'm, that's, I'm telling you how fun it is to go up there and you look down. And there you are up there and looking down. Now we can see the flooring better. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous terracotta, um, tiled floor, the fountain. There's a fountain and grey too, an interior fountain. And um, the doors to the bar that we were looking at, the arches. Um, And you can do the same thing at Greystone. You can go upstairs and look down from one of that's that it's an identical design. There's again, I'm upstairs. I'm looking around at the other upstairs spaces. He's got some kind of um, shield there. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a shield as well on the grand room fireplace right right in the center because that's an that's a replica of an Italian carved hand carved fireplace. Well, here's, he's got a shield again. So definitely there's a bit more Italian thing going on sure. at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel.
0: <laughs> oh, well, and it looks like that's it. Okay. That's it for our pictures.
1: All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, is
0: there, are there any other details that you want to um, talk about on this episode, or did we pretty much cover it all?
1: I think we pretty much covered it all. uh, Oh, question. question. Yeah, question.
0: Um, Where, like, uh, did he retire at any point, to your knowledge? Or did he work until he couldn't?
1: Well, it's those dark... Remember, the Depression lasted 10 years. Uh, Cheese Wright had to give up his studio's building. I recently did find out that he leased it. It was probably the way he survived, is Mm -hmm. that he leased it to the Navy. It wasn't fully sold to them. And that probably was a way for him to keep an income to feed his family during those years. But Do you they, know where they lived? Yes, they had a, he had had built for him, before the Depression hit, an arts and crafts bungalow built by the same man, uh, Louis Dupont Dupree, who was an Irish friend of his, who did the Right Studios building. He did a charming bungalow that was filled with arts and crafts furniture. So again, I'm saying we're talking about one of the major guys of the arts and crafts movement that is way, way, way overdue for revival. Where and, was it? It was on Sorry. California Street in Pasadena. Oh, so and it's all right there. When I first found out the name Cheese Right and looked online, the only, only, only information you could find on Cheese Right was that bungalow by the realtors because it has sold a few times. And so they say, oh, here's the bungalow by the <laughs> man behind Greystone Mansion. And then Greystone Mansion doesn't even like give his name mm-hmm. credit. Um, but yeah, so the bungalow has so had a few different owners. It was, you know, again, like I've been saying, he always wa- he liked arts and crafts very, very much. He had come from Edwardian design, but he really totally appreciated. And it was a natural, of course, because Gillows of London was a woodworking um you know, firm with interior design division attached. So he loved, you know, our hand arts and artisans and artisans yeah. He used hand carvers. He used hand stencilers. You know, he and that's why his work's so pretty. It's yeah. like you're, ta- you're if you look at a sculpture. You're saying, My God, the sculpture is so beautiful because of what it looks like, but also how it's made. Well, Jesus was that sculptor. He made that. He made that interior so beautiful. Every element of it. Yeah. He didn't like get on the phone and or what you know, telegram. I keep saying phone, remember it was early phone lines, he, you know, nineteen oh eight. but and say, Oh, where's a firm I can find that can no, he did it all himself. And that's why he didn't like outsource. No, he didn't outsource. Yeah. So yeah, he did have a home. I don't know what happened during the depression. Um, I think he just scraped by as he could. And his stepchildren are not
0: so readily... Like available no. to discuss these details. Oh, no,
1: well, his son, they're both dead. And oh, well, they're definitely yeah, not readily they're available. They're dead. The son did write that one letter to the editor right. that said, um, you know, that gave him credit for Grace to Imagine. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't understand why. Um, He's not being given credit in this article. Yeah, we. Kno- so I'm sure, but but I've talked to women who did know him when he was alive, because apparently he was around Pasadena, and they said he didn't do much for cheese mm. right. They said there was some kind of friction between him and his father. Oh, okay. God, he had mentioned so he didn't. He sure didn't do what he could have done mm-hmm. to you know to get his father's name back. And um, their daughter, I don't know what happened to her. There's grandchildren. I don't know what happened to them. I would love to reach them, first of all, to get more family photos. Sure. And any information they have, but maybe they'll surface one day. Right. But there was nobody to, ki- to like, hammer down his legacy. And the military was so avid to erase it. They were so avid yeah, to erase it. Yeah, and will, right. They so were that's just ridiculously avid to erase the history of this man. They they went into that building and then their strategist thought we gotta get we gotta wipe this guy off the books because we don't if people know about him then they'll look they'll wonder what we're doing we're doing yeah and they don't want people to know what we're doing right
0: so that so that that's gonna be Mm -hmm. that's really our the culmination of the story unfortunately that's the culmination of the story yeah Um, and all I can
1: say is talk about living you know you talk about a, a writer who's died you talk about their living word. Cheese has got his living work. Yes. And it's appreciated every single day and will be. Yeah, know? and hopefully by <laughs> more eyes, which yeah. is what, what we really so want to happen. So whatever tragedy hit his life, and there actually was a woman there. She, um, she said she'd seen Cheese Wright's ghost there a few times. Okay. So I'm sure he's walking the halls of his building.
0: When and where? <laughs>
1: so he passed away at, around the bungalow? He passed, he passed away. Um, he, he lived for a while. He died in his um, mid-70s. So he didn't die young, but um, who knows what he did in those eras, just tried to yeah. find a way to get by. I mean, I just can't yeah. imagine somebody that
0: was <laughs> such a craftsman and such a hard, you know, diligent worker to then, like, not do anything. I yeah. almost feel like there's there there might be, right. be right, right, like some works that yeah, we don't I'm even sure know that, about. Yeah,
1: I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Pro- he got doomed in a way because the scale of his project was for millionaires, and millionaires were like wiped out by the depression. So if he he wasn't look at the go-to guy for people on more projects of more humble scale because right. they did do building in the '30s. But um, it not, was to a, that, yeah, not to not that. Not to that. Yeah. Intricacy. So they probably mm-hmm. thought, oh, he's too. He's too much for us. Sure. You know, we. So I don't know. But somehow he did manage to get by. And, and maybe he thought he wasn't. Yeah. He,
0: maybe he didn't want to, like, do anything outside of these. Yeah. Lavish. He could have
1: been an artist, you know, who was very you know, kept pretty firm to his own vision. He could have, like, done bids for projects, you know, and then they're like, oh, my God, the price is too high. You know how that right. goes. Right. <laughs> but the point is, as
0: we're, as we're concluding this episode, the point is, is that there's so little,
1: there's so information, little information that it's, it's the, so to the point of,
0: like, being ridiculous uh, yeah. and also
1: a little bit questioning of, like, well, why yeah. is that? The sad thing, too, is he lived long enough to see it. He saw his name being wiped off the books, and that makes me very sad. Yeah, to know that he had had such a vision and done so much great work, and then saw with his own eyes and experience himself being like wiped off a of history. He lived long enough to know that happened. So it's sad. It was a tragedy. All I can say is that, you know, it won't be in the long run yeah exactly
0: yeah. and so we'll we'll go ahead and close this episode out on that note and um, we'll revisit with the final or at least one of the final episodes about what happened to the cheese right Studios building in the lost
1: history the yeah last history the, the, final,
0: the final the final lost history right. like where where did it go after right, cheese Wright, right basically right, right. all right um, <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, and thank you so much, Ginny. (laughs) Until next time. Okay.